Hey, welcome back to Heal Girl Summer Podcast, episode three. We are talking about healing from toxic ships. I'm your host, Taisha Smith, author of Prayers and Petitions to Heaven, a 30-day prayer and devotional journal. Here I have my guest, Nakisa Green. Nakisa, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I am doing amazing. Happy to be here. I love the name of your podcast, Heal Girl Summer. Come on. Yes, ma'am. I love it. Um, how did you come up with that name? So I came up with the name after I finished writing my book. I wrote my book and uh, some girlfriends and I were hanging out one day. And one of my friends said, I'm trying to have a hot girl summer. And I don't recall ever having a hot girl summer. But <laughs> I knew after writing my book and going back, doing a self-reflection, God was dealing with me about the areas that I'm still unhealed in. Uh-huh. And after that, she said, you know, I'm going to have a hot girl summer. I said, no, nah, it's going to be a heel girl summer for me because I already knew. Yeah. And a couple days later, God started dealing with me and said, so you're going to do this podcast. It's going to be called uh-huh. a heel summer. You're going to create a safe space for other one- women to heal, you know, and to acknowledge where they need their healing. So it coincides with the book just, the book has been so amazing thus far. The reviews that I've gotten, people uh-huh. really being healed, and they're self-reflecting, they are just indulging and growing. And so I'm I'm grateful. The book itself was birthed out of obedience. Uh-huh. I was at brunch one day, just enjoying my wife. Yeah, and I said, you gonna write a book? It's gonna be called Present Petitions to Heaven. It's gonna be a devotional journal. Voila. And I say, okay, but I, I wasn't really for real with the, because okay, right, right. okay, I was trying to get back to my pancakes <laughs> and it just kind of happened. And I'm, I'm just grateful to be used and the people that are being blessed by, I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. That name is heavy. Yeah. That's a heavy name. That's yeah. a, that's a whole big movement for the kingdom it's needed because when you think about summer um people always say they're gonna have a hot girl summer and then they're gonna put on their summer they sundresses like those are the key things that people say when they're having a when they're talking about their summer so yes when i saw the name of your podcast i'm like okay heel girl summer that's what i'm talking yes. about i'm on that same path and when you and, and even talking about healing and I don't know how we was going to go with this but I just wanted to share that I just recently went to an inner healing uh, program at a church down here it's not my church but it's a church somebody mm-hmm. had told me about it. it's called the Kairos program and I went there it was a one-day um, program I went there on last Friday and thinking about how we think that we've healed or we're whole and thinking like, you know, I didn't went through counseling. I didn't, you know, I didn't been through this and I'm like, I'm having a heal. I'm a heal girl. I'm a whole girl. And one of the exercises that they had us to do was to write down names of people that we hadn't forgiven. And I'm like, God, man, how many times I didn't did this? Like, I don't have no more names. Like I didn't already did this. I didn't already put names on paper and wrote down and told God, I forgive this person, this and that. When I tell you that by the time I finished writing, I had at least 40 names on that paper, including my own name. Wow. 
Including my own name. That's good. Including your own name. (laughs) Including your own name. Because we tend to forget that we need to forgive ourselves. We need to heal from us, too. Yes. Because we are our worst critics. We really are. And I think part of it is because of things that were spoken over us. Mm -hmm. Those roots, they play in our head. So... For us to try and move on, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but you have to work toward it every day. I say healing and forgiveness is a daily decision. Every day you have to decide because in my mind, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yes. And if he can remind you of that pain and kill your joy and steal your joy and steal your, your, your love, then he's doing his job. So you have to remind yourself, I have forgiven them. Yes. In that area and keep moving. It's a daily, it's a daily thing. So that is good that you said you have to put your name on that list. Yeah, I have to put my name on the list. Because I was like, okay, I'm like, okay, God, I'm done. And then he was like, no, no, you need to still keep writing. So I'm writing and I'm like, I need to put my name here. I'm like, I need to forgive myself. And how you said how we're so critical of ourselves. I think I am probably my number one critic. And of course, like you said, it comes from root. Growing up, things that were said to me, things I heard that never left me, that was in my subconscious mind that I replay. And so every time I make a mistake or I do something wrong, I am in my head tearing myself up. Like people say um, about like, you know, self-affirmations and um, you know, saying positive things. And I'm like, I can do all of that to everybody else, give them encouragement yeah. and do all of that. But in my own head and in my own mind, I'm tearing myself down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm fat or oh, I'm this or oh, I'm that. Like so much stuff that ain't even technically true, true. but it was how I was perceiving myself because of the thoughts that I was not casting out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and last week, our topic was healing starts in the mind. And that was so good to me because it does start in our minds. Everything that we do, it steers from a thought, which where does the, where's our thoughts? It's in our minds. And that was so good for me last week because I said, we have to start there before we can move anywhere else, before we can talk about healing from toxic relationships, healing from trauma, healing in our lifestyles, making better eating decisions it's it's all it all starts in our minds yes so until you can get that healing in your mind to make the decision to say i'm going forth in my healing i don't care what it looks like if i fall down today i'm gonna pick myself back up tomorrow and start over again it's a daily decision that we have to make in our mind yeah in our mind and if you think that since since Friday that the devil hasn't tried to bring people up or put them in my head and I had to make a like you said, a conscious decision to say, no, I've forgiven that person. I'm yeah. past that. I'm over that. I don't hold any I don't hold anything. I'm I don't have anything yeah. like I, I have truly forgiven this person. So it's like it doesn't matter how many times you try to bring him up in my head or bring her up in my head. I have forgiven this person and I'm moving forward. And like yes. you said, it's a daily decision because the devil know. He, oh, yeah. He know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think sometimes he plays on us so hard, mm-hmm. especially for me. If I am tired, 
if I am hungry, <laughs> if I am just not in a good space, yeah, that's all the more ammunition he needs to mm-hmm. trigger me. Yeah. To trigger me. Yeah. You remember, you remember what they did. You remember what they said. You remember this. You remember. And now I'm back mad. Yeah. Why? You've already don't, don't, don't let that hold space. You know what I mean? Let it go. I've had to tell myself, you've forgiven them. Like you said, I've already forgiven them. Yeah. It's almost like I have to talk myself down, but the enemy knows when you are weak. Oh, yeah. When he, he knows the cracks and the crevices to get into and being triggered. You can be triggered by one thing. And next thing you know, you can trick you triggered about 13 different things. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you know, yeah, I'm done with that. No, you're not. But it's and I, I think for me, it's being able to go back to to really tell when you when you have forgiven and you've healed. Mm-hmm. It's when that thing come back up and you either laugh about it or you shrug yeah. it off. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when it comes back up, we relive it. We get mad all over again. We think about what I should have said and I should have did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. We have a whole little scenario going on in our head about what we should say and could say and how we should do it. But um, I think I think for me, that's how I knew that this was a real healing when it came to forgiveness because. Throughout the weekend and throughout the days since Friday, I have been like, I'm good. Like I'm like I'm good on that. Like it's such a freedom. It's such a yeah. it's, it. It gives you so much liberty to know your heart is your heart is pure. Your heart is clean. I'm not mad at anyone. I'm not not even myself. Right. Because you have to put yourself in there. Not even myself. Yeah. And forgiving us is so big forgiving yourself is so who listen that right there <laughs> listen that right there i already understand and know and and before i could get up because we had to take the paper it was like um i forgot what type of paper it was but it's a thin piece of paper and we would to get up take it put it in the bowl of water and then the person behind the water was going to stir it and then you watch the names dissolve and the paper disappear. Yeah. So before I could get up, I'm talking about, I'm in tears, crying. And I'm like, God, what is going on? Like, what is going What are you doing? Like, this ain't nothing new. I did this before. Like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm bawling in tears before I even get up. And so by the time I get to the bowl of water and watch the names dissolve, it was like, like you said, I felt so free. Yeah. So to do that demonstration, to, to, internally process it with God to walk it out with the demonstration and then to now be, I don't know, it's four, I don't know what today is, Tuesday or Monday, it's still Monday. It's Monday, it's still Monday. Oh my goodness. To be three days later and like still walking in this freedom and like you said, making the conscious decision that I'm not going to walk in that because you know what happens is, is that when we do walk in that, we do end up bringing um toxic or having toxic relationships or friendships with people depending on like you know whatever it is because you're thinking about okay when i had this particular friend this person did this to me and yes. so now i gotta watch you and yes. so you know what i'm saying I, it's not even about what that person is doing because i'm thinking about what a previous friend did yes. or an ex did and that's not fair because that's kind of like i don't know it's kind of like baggage you're bringing yes. baggage into that friendship it definitely is 
It's definitely baggage. And I don't think we think about it. It's one thing that I talk about in my book, and it's about being self-aware. Mm-hmm. And self-awareness is so big. Yeah. A lot, many people out here in this world are not self-aware. They are not. And part of when I when I wrote the book, one of the things was really big on was self-reflection. Mm-hmm. In the book, Up and Down, it is self-reflection. And I didn't know self-reflection, self-reflection is one of the deepest forms of learning. Mm-hmm. And when you self-reflect, that's how you become self-aware. Yeah. Yes. It's because like you're meditating on it. And I said, wow, the, I consider being self-aware a blessing. I really do. I really do. To be able to look inward and say, you could have handled that different. Yes. You know, oh, man. They didn't yes. deserve that. And being able to recognize my traumas when I'm dealing with people that I have dealt with in toxic relationships. Yeah. Like you said, being able to say, that's not that's not that person. Don't treat them like that. Yeah. And that is something, you know, people talk about no new friends, no new friends. That's not me because I never know who I can learn from, who I connect with. So I won't say no new friends, but I will vet you. Yes. Because only I friendships are at the highest level. <laughs> okay. We definitely going to be using discernment now. It ain't everybody can come on. No, everybody can't come on. But... Everybody can't come on. Then my ship sink. No, no, no. We can't do this. We can't do this. Then what, what? Wondering why your ship's sinking. Wondering why your ship's sinking. Yeah. So being dealing with toxic or healing from toxic relationships, I think part of that is being self-aware. Yeah. I think part of that is recognizing that one, the part you play in it. Number yeah. one. Oh my god. Because you cannot just be the oh. victim. Yes. You had a part to play in it too. Yep. So being able to recognize your part, but then being able to see their toxic behaviors and what do you do to to move forward within yourself? What do you do to move past this? Yes. So tell me a little bit about your toxic relationship or friendship that when you knew it was toxic and you had to heal, what was the process like for you? So I will say that I don't have, I don't have, I can't look back and say I've had many toxic relationships. However, I do remember when I was married, um, I got married at a very young age and I'm from Chicago. So we moved to Washington, um, Seattle, and I didn't have any friends or family there. And it was just him. I'm not sure. If you know, but I'm a, I'm a mother of four and I have a set of triplets. So it was me, my triplets, and my husband at the time. And, yeah, and, triplets, girl. Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> and um, when I moved there, you know, I didn't have any family or friends. So I'm completely and totally dependent on my husband at the time. And so whatever happened... Um, in my head, I'm thinking like, well, there's nothing that you can do. Like, you're married to him now, so you can't get a divorce. You have these three kids, you know, and you're miles and miles away from your home. Yeah. But he was verbally abusive um, to me. Like, he would, you know, call me on my name, talk about me, talk down to me. 
and tell me, you know, what I was in and all this stuff. And in my head, I'm just like, you know, back then, you know, I was young and I was also um, meek and quiet. And so, you know, I just would internalize everything that he was saying. And I'm just like, okay, just hearing it. I'm just yeah. hearing it. And I'm like, okay, God, like at what point is this going to stop or end? And is this how my life going is going to be? Like yeah. I'm 19. And is this how the rest of my life is going to be? Yeah. Or is this how my life is going to be until they turn 18? Like, what am I supposed to be doing with this? Like, it was yeah. horrible. I'm not even like, it was horrible. I just recently started talking about that marriage in my book very recently when I um, started, you know, writing my book and having to deal with it. And it was at that point when I started to be like, okay, I really do need to process this because I had suppressed it over the years um, since back, you know, back then at that time. And I remember when we was leaving Washington, we had, um, we was on a Greyhound bus with the kids and I'm sitting down and he's calling me out of my name and, you know, tell me how dumb I am because the kids was crying and I'm just like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? And so I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, okay, just there, you know, just try mm -hmm. to get through it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was very toxic. So in my head, I'm saying like, when we get back to Chicago, like, I am leaving you. Like, mm -hmm. I am done. You're done. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm talking all this big talk in my head, but I would never say it to him. Yeah. So we went back to Chicago, and his mom is like, okay, well, y'all can stay here until y'all get y'all players and this and that. And I'm just like, okay. Like, he knew, like, he knew what had just happened on the bus, but. Yeah. I'm like, and I knew, but I'm like, okay. So. Um, we ended up staying with his mom for a while and then it took, it took about a year for me to get the courage to understand that this is not the life that God had planned for me mm -hmm. and that, um, God had something bigger and better for me that yeah. I didn't have to stay in that just because, you know, I was a mother of three babies at the time. And so I got a job and he didn't like me working a job because he was used to being a provider. And so when I got a job, he was mad that I got a job. Mm. It was an overnight job. So when I would oh. come home, yeah, when I would come home, he would be like, um, in the morning, he would be like, oh, no, you don't get to go to sleep. You need to go in there and fix us something to eat. You need to, you know, get the kids a bath. You need to get them ready. Like, you don't get to go to sleep. And I'm just like, Mm, okay. Wow. Okay. And I would do it. And I would do it. And you know, back then, there was no such thing as toxic relationships or toxic marriage. Like there was, yeah. but that word was not something that was told. Yeah. You know, that's not how we, we grew up. You know, I didn't grow up like that. I grew up like, you're married. When you get married, you stay married and you need to adjust and move you around. just bear it. it. Yeah. You just bear it. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for being transparent and sharing that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Because yeah. I think about, like you said, growing up, mm -hmm. it's so much toxicity that we saw 
in our homes, in our family dynamics, whether that's aunts, uncles, just around us that we thought that is what marriage looked like. This is what relationships look like. Yeah. You know, grandma and grandpa, you know, stepping out on each other. They stay together forever. And just it just bear it. You know, yeah. because because granddaddy was the the breadwinner, grandma had to take care of these kids, you know. And we in our minds, we really thought that's what marriage was. You know, and even to this day, people are still in these toxic relationships. Yeah. Because of their image, because yeah. they want to hold on and show people we're we're good. We're and they are miserable behind closed doors. Yeah. Because they for whatever reasons, I don't judge, but yeah. I think when you get to that point of choosing you, where you say this no more. Mm-hmm. Where you know that there has to be something else on the other side. Yes. And I mean, toxic relationships is friendship, relational, parental, yeah. career, work, career, <laughs> yeah. you know, toxic workplaces. Mm-hmm. But when you are able to identify what toxicity looks like for you, yeah, then you are able to set those boundaries. You are able to deal with yourself to say, this is not what I'm going to do anymore. And then once you start to change your behaviors, everything around you has to be one of two things. It has to change or it dissipates. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think when we were growing growing up, you know, that word counseling and um, getting help or therapy, like that was shine upon. Nobody wanted to be called crazy. Like it was like it was like that word back then was like to them was the worst word you could ever call them. Was. And so and for some people, even to this day, yeah. for some people, even to this day, I don't go to counseling. I don't go to therapy. I love my therapist. Okay. I love my therapist. <laughs> when going back in therapy has been, and I started going back to therapy maybe right before I released my book mm-hmm. maybe a couple weeks because I was struggling with releasing it okay and because of those things yeah. spoken yeah. you know and I'm I'm grateful that I did go back because she gave me the fuel that I needed to build the confidence to say yes I can go ahead and release this one because it wasn't something I wanted to do anyway so I knew I had to do it just based on the assignment and the obedience that God had called me to do it. So I knew I needed to, but it was those thoughts in my mind of how are people going to receive me? You know, I put a lot in that book about my life and just being afraid of what people were going to think about me. That is real, you know? And uh, for me, a lot of my trauma came from my childhood. A lot of my trauma came from family. Yeah. And that's my truth. Yeah. And I don't I, I don't hold it against anyone because we were we were kids or if they were an adult, it just I'm mindful of the place that they were in as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes we feel like because someone is older, then they know better and that's not necessarily the truth at all. Exactly. Yeah. You know so as I'm in therapy and I'm peeling back layers, 
I'm able to forgive a little bit easier because yeah. everybody don't know everything. And I even tell my kids that I don't know everything. So forgive me. And yeah. I apologize with the quickness because I don't have all the answers. I don't yeah. know at all, but I'm trying. Yeah. But what makes difference? Yeah, I was gonna say, and it's different from how we were raised because you know, um, I know when I was when I was growing up, like we couldn't ask questions to our parents, or our parents do something wrong, and then they turn around and say, "Oh, I'm sorry that I did X, Y, and Z," or you know, whatever the case may be. But yeah. I find myself because I have a um, a 17 year old. I find myself telling her like, if I know that I like misspoke or mismoved or whatever, I'm going to let her know like, hey, I know I did X, Y, and Z. I apologize for that. That is not how I meant to. And that's not how I grew up. And um, I think a lot of times too, people will say, oh, you're being your child's friend by having a conversation or talking to them. But oh man, it's so much, it's, it's so much on this journey of life. Like going through these journeys, this journey and these experiences that we have, we we live and we actually learn. And, you know, having my triplets and then 11 years later, having another another child, a single child by by ourself and have multiples again. um, I was able to do some things that I didn't do when I was raising them. And I was able to apologize, um, you know, to my daughter, you know, because it's like. No, some things and and some things that I've done as a parent was because of, like you said, the trauma that I had went through when I was a child and not understanding the root of the reaction. You know, how we how we act, how we live our lives is all from a root that interrupted, you know, a daily flow of how a kid should be able to have their childhood or a teenager and you know, young adult and things like that. So being older now. You know, and then I used to say, oh, I've been to counseling. And then it's like, yeah, you've been to counseling. Yeah, you got healed. But that's not the end of the road. Like, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is a continuous journey continuous. that you're on. <laughs> yes. 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 It is really peeling back them late. It's like an onion. Mm-hmm. It's like an onion. And every time I go to therapy, I'm so excited <laughs> I'm so excited to go. And then when I leave, I'm like, Mm-mm, I shouldn't, I shouldn't even went today. I should have, you know, because we've, we've peeled something back and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But I remember, to, I remember when I was getting ready to move to Texas a couple of years ago and my kids were not happy about moving. Mm-hmm. And my daughter told me, she said, well, you know, why are we moving? We're comfortable here. You know, we're comfortable. Yeah. And I told her, nothing grows when it's comfortable. Yeah. Oh, man. Nothing That's- grows when it's comfortable. Yes. And even, and, and she, she loves plants. So she said, well, plants grow. I said, and even when plants grow, they have to be repotted until they're uncomfortable again, until they're big enough again, and then they have to be repotted again. Yeah. That's right. So it's the, the uncomfortability that gives, that fuels me to say, you on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the right track. Keep but going. look how long. Look how long. You know what I'm saying? Like when we was teenagers or young adults and things like that. Like we didn't know that. We thought like when I got uncomfortable, I'm like, no, that means stop. That means do not pass go. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Stop. And then now it's like, no, that means that God can work now. 
Because when you're comfortable, he can't work. But when you get uncomfortable and you keep going, now he has something to work with. Like that's how it works. And before, you know, we didn't. I didn't. We. I know. I know. I didn't always know that. But I know it now, and I know it comes from you know continuing on my journey of healing, so that I can have a healed girl summer. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is definitely the journey we are on. I'm so excited that you were able to join me today. I look forward to us meeting again. We definitely have to run this back again, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. See you later.